You're listening to Uncovered, Missing All the Signs. I'm Paxton Hawes, and when we left off in episode one, Joel Henry Hendricks had just detonated a self-made bomb outside of a packed Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, killing himself but no others. We'll pick back up as the FBI begins to search into Joel's life. At 3.30 a.m. October 2nd, eight hours after the bomb went off, FBI officials arrived at Joel's apartment. An hour later, the special agent bomb technician from the Oklahoma City office arrived on scene. When the bomb technician navigated through the small apartment and entered Joel's room, the strong smell of a chemical consistent with peroxide-based explosives lingered in the air. The room was filled with material used to create and prepare high explosives. Joel had firecrackers dipped in triacetone triperoxide, a self-made explosive created by combining acetone and hydrogen peroxide, numerous mixing bowls, a thermometer, a crockpot, circuit boards, and various piles of white powder. On the desk sat Joel's laptop, still on and in screensaver mode, with one final message typed out in the middle of a document waiting to be read. F all of this, none of you are worth living with, you can all kiss my ass. In just under 24 hours, investigators had finished searching Joel's room and the common area in the apartment. In the Monday edition of the Oklahoman, the state's largest newspaper, ran a story headlined, Bomb Material Found in Students' Apartment. It included minimal details about the material found at 506B Sooner Drive. The only detail officials released was bomb technicians would be removing a cache of explosive material and were overheard telling neighbors the removal could take 24 hours. On Wednesday, the Oklahoman reported Joel had raised the suspicion of a Norman police officer at Ellison Feed and Seed just three days before his death. An off-duty officer witnessed a man in a white shirt, jeans, and a green vest with numerous pockets attempt to purchase a known explosive material. He filed an intelligence report when he returned to work the following Monday, about 36 hours after Joel had detonated the bomb. The owner of the store identified Joel as a customer who raised concern and said he was attempting to purchase ammonium nitrate the same fertilizer Timothy McVeigh used just 10 years earlier. McVeigh constructed and detonated the homemade bomb responsible for 168 deaths in Oklahoma City at the Alfred P. Murrow Federal Building on April 25, 1995. As agents worked to grasp the real story and motivations behind Joel's attack, the public began circulating its own rumors and theories. Scooby Axon, former OU Daily Crime reporter, recalled the atmosphere in Norman as details were released. This was a talk of of everybody, everybody had their conspiracy theories and, and things like that. It had been 10 years since Oklahoma City, but just four years since 9-11. Nearly 3,000 lives were lost when 19 terrorists hijacked four planes, resulting in the deadliest attack on U.S. soil. A new sense of fear rippled through the nation and lingered for many years, making any hint of terrorism revive the feelings felt on that tragic day in September of 2001. Jeff Lawrence, an OU fan who attended the October 1st game, understood the anxiety many Sooner fans felt. It was a 2005, you know, four weird years removed from, you know, September 11th. And, you know, of course, everybody's suspicions and anxiety are still, you know, a little high. With the limited information released by officials, people were on edge. Was Joel acting alone? Would there be more incidents? What were his motivations? What pushed him to be angry enough at the world to end his life in this way? Jenny Clemens, who attended the Kansas State game with her veteran husband, believes Joel intended to hurt more than himself. Yeah, it was it was scary, a scary experience, especially when, you know, I found out that it was a suicide bomber. I just wanted to stop outside the stadium. I'm like, wow, is there going to be more? Or 
and being attacked, it was very scary. Many felt the same way as Clemens, and while the investigation dragged on, the theories spread. So here's how most of the theories went. Joel's apartment was three blocks south of the two houses used as a mosque for those who followed the Muslim religion, and he passed those two houses during every trip he made to campus. He once had a beard and was living with a Pakistani roommate. All these details led some to speculate he was part of an Islamic terrorism conspiracy. Soon, national media outlets came to town. That's why CNN showed up in town, because there was rumors that he was, you know, a member of a mosque or a member of a terror organization. Earlier that year, Joel had responded to a roommate advertisement from Fazal Chima, an OU student from Pakistan. Chima spoke to the Daily through Facebook Messenger due to the hearing implants he's had since birth. Chima said he was portrayed negatively by the media and the public. Some theorized Chima was a hijab who brainwashed Joel and turned him into a potential Muslim terrorist. He said some went so far as to suggest the hearing implants were a result of an explosion he helped Joel with. Chima said the reality was he barely knew his roommate. Joel kept to himself and their communications never extended past the hello when their paths crossed. He didn't know Joel had explosives in his room and Chima didn't believe in any religion at the time. But Joel's dad said people would believe what they wanted about his son. I find out later that he, his roommate is Pakistani and Muslim and, and they live near a mosque and the mosque is on the way to the campus, which leads uh, people to put two and two together and come up with 222. Axon, the Daily's crime reporter, was aware of these rumors as he covered the case, but did not put much weight into them. We had heard stuff like that, but we're not going to print that in the paper unless we could we went to the mosque. They had never heard of this guy. This is a 21-year-old white guy from Colorado. The investigation was in full force the day after the explosion, and it was in the FBI's hands to determine what happened and answer everyone's question. Who was Joel Henry Hendricks? Next time on Uncovered. I had let him down. I had abandoned him. So they just closed the door. And he drags that to school and says, I'm going to show everybody how to make a bomb.